Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us on the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I am so excited again for today's episode because one of my fellow business besties has connected me with this amazing woman, Ash McDonald, and she is going to open our eyes to a side of our biological habit nature that I was completely unaware of until my friend introduced me to Ash. So I'm going to go into Ash's bio, tell you a little bit more about this stuff that she'll be sharing. And then Ash is going to tell us more about her amazing mompreneur story and how she can help us. So Ash McDonald is a therapist, holistic business coach, hormones and cyclical planning expert, and mama of three who is obsessed with showing women how to create more impact and income without feeling pulled away from the things and people who matter most. By combining her counseling background and cycle syncing expertise, Ash helps ambitious women like us shamelessly embrace our cyclical nature so you can finally understand the why behind your energy, moods, and the rhythm of your body, which is where the magic happens. Ash, thank you so much for joining us. I know how interested I am at learning Cycle Syncing 101, but before we jump into your amazing strategy, we want to hear from you about your mompreneur journey. So can you take a second to walk us through your business, what you were up to before your business, and how you got to where you are now? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I am a mom of three, but before I actually had kids, I was a therapist. So I have a master's in counseling psychology and a master's in sociology. And I opened up a private practice right out of grad school and ran that for a little while in Denver, Colorado. And and then I had my first and I learned the very hard lesson of what it looks like to own your own brick and mortar business and have a child with the overhead and no maternity leave and all the things that went with that. So I fell into online business. It took a little while. He was probably eight or nine months old when I knew that I had to get out of working outside of the home. I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to this. It was hard to, you know, leave him, even though he's with my husband or with my mom, leave him with other people to mm-hmm. go work. Like I wanted to raise this baby that I made, right? <laughs> And he is seven now, which is crazy. So so this was six years ago. I fell into online business and really wanted to use both my expertise of owning businesses and being an entrepreneur, but also my expertise as being a therapist to help guide and and coach women. But the truth was, if I could claim any title during that five-year period that led to now, it would be burnout clean because I was constantly coming in and out of burnout. I am an achiever to my core. And that basically meant that I was either go, go, going or completely laid out flat because I (laughs) drove myself into burnout. And part of that, yes, is because I have three children. I I had six pregnancies in the four and a half years and three deliveries and all the things that go with it. And so it was a really crazy time. I also dealt with postpartum depression with my second he had a really bad colic. And then my third came my baby girl. And that was the rock bottom of all rock bottoms of, I need something different in my life. This is not working. And I remember really voicing to a lot of people, a lot of my girlfriends, like something is the matter with me. Sometimes I feel really energetic and inspired and motivated. And sometimes I'm really depressed and I don't feel good. And I don't want to do anything. And that blinking cursor on my screen to create content is driving me mad. And like, I don't want to do crazy things to my husband. Like all these things are, (laughs) what is the matter with me? I remember so many people saying, oh girl, it's just your hormones. And eventually I was like, 
I refuse to accept that. Like, what does that mean? Just because I'm a woman, I'm never going to be able to predict my emotions. And, and this also went hand in hand with being a therapist, right? No matter how much I guided and supported women, I kept seeing these fluctuations in their emotions and their mood and their productivity and their creativity and all these things that make up who we are, these fluctuations that made them feel crazy that made them feel like something was the matter with them. And it didn't matter how much I taught them or guided them or whatever that looked like. There was just this issue, if you will. And so I'm a research nerd at heart. And so (laughs) I went crazy. I wanted to learn everything there was to learn about hormones. I was on a mission to change this. And I fell into cycle syncing, which is a term coined by Lisa Vitti. She has a, a couple of really great books about cycle syncing, the woman code and in the flow or two really wonderful books about this. And it just, I had this like clicking point of, oh my gosh, there, there is a reason <laughs> there is a reason for everything. I'm not crazy. <laughs> yes. Which I will say, and this is why I teach what's called shameless cyclical alignment. Because I believe that more than just capitalizing on your energy and harnessing your productivity and all these amazing, like trendy words, Mm -hmm. the most important thing that we do by understanding our body's rhythms is shatter the shame that holds us back from the greatest version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, I believe that is what the glass ceiling for women is, is this internal narrative that we adopt over months after months after months of feeling like I've got no control over my emotions. There is something wrong with me because again, going back to being a therapist, What truly happens is the moment that we say to ourselves, oh my gosh, I am broken, or there is something wrong with me, or I know I can never complete something, or I know we've all felt this, right? You do a fitness routine and it works really well for a few weeks and all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. And you feel like you are the problem. Mm -hmm. Every time we, we have that statement, our brain instantly, biologically, psychologically starts to look for proof of that statement. And it becomes our reality. Our reality becomes, I'm a quitter. I never follow through with anything. There's something wrong with me. I am broken. I'm all these things. And to say that doesn't impact us. Of course it impacts us as mothers. It impacts us as wives. It impacts us as friends and all the things, but it 100% fundamentally impacts us as business owners as well. So I took this passion of supporting women and yes, particularly moms who are entrepreneurs, who are passion-filled and purpose-driven and really wanting to make an impact in the world. I took that passion and I, I put it together with this other passion of, Hey, the only way to do this is if you do it with your own unique blueprint and you mm-hmm. stop trying to fit into the box that everybody is building for you. That Tony Robbins morning routine, which is the bee's knees. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for you sister, because you are not a man and you don't wake up with the same amount of testosterone every single day that Tony Robbins does. And so eventually this isn't going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And instead of quitting or feeling there's something wrong with you, I wanted to teach women like, Hey, you are beautiful and unique and so brilliantly made that you have a blueprint to build whatever dream you have Mm -hmm. into fire and Mm -hmm. impact. That is amazing. And my freebie audio training, I call it the mompreneur with ease method. I share as I've gone through my mompreneur journey that I've realized like the three pillars that I always need to have in my life strategy, support, and self-care. And when I'm off balance, those are the first places I look like if I'm off balance or I'm feeling friction, I'm like, okay, have I not had enough self-care or do I need a new strategy in place? Or do I need to add a team member or something like that? And one of the things I talk about in that is being intuitive and intentional with your time. And I love this because it's like taking it to the next level. And I also love the science behind things because I am like a type A overachiever and perfectionist. And so like, I need to know all the details. Like you said, I'm research obsessed 
success as well. And so like, I need to understand the framework behind it and then it all clicks. And this is taking what I've just naturally found on my own and getting all the science behind it. So I love that. I love hearing your story of starting when you have an eight or nine month old. My daughter is nine months right now and our son is two. And so I can just totally picture where you were at in that point. And yeah, you want to be around for all of those moments, but you are an individual and you've got things that you want to do too. And there's going to be a day where they're not going to be as dependent on you, but it doesn't mean you want to miss those moments. Now you, you want to do both, even though that proverbial balance might not always happen, but that's why I love how you talk about flow and there's going to be the ebbs and the flows, but we can stay on our course and be on our path that we want to be and being the best version of ourselves every day. But it sounds like there's some things that we need to know about being the best version of ourselves so that we're not forcing ourselves to be in a box of somebody else. 100%. So can you talk to us about that? Tell us what is all the stuff that we don't know that we probably should have learned a long time ago because yeah. most of our curriculum was created by men and not women. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I'll crack this door. There's so much that we could explore oh, here. Sure. I will crack this door. And ultimately what I, I believe this is an opportunity to biohack your business. So I call it business biohacking because essentially it's just one other tool in our toolbox as women that we can utilize to show up better, i.e. feeling better, having more energy, having more motivation, feeling more aligned with ourselves. So yes, that intuitive action, right? Mm-hmm. The really important stuff that matters. But one of the key pieces to understanding all of this is understanding yourself and how your body operates. And so essentially as a woman, we have four phases that we go through. Now, most women know obviously about their menstrual phase, and then some know about ovulation, but you'd be alarmed how many don't actually know some of these things. Mm -hmm. We've got our menstrual phase. We've got our ovulation phase, but there's two other phases as well. So essentially every week ish, we are in what's called a different phase. And each of those phases the way that they're differentiated is the hormones that are coursing through our body. So let's say we start in menstrual phase, right? So phase one being menstrual phase, our hormones are incredibly low during this time. But what's up is that we've got a 25% increase of connectivity between our right and left brain hemispheres. So this impacts the kind of work that we do while it also impacts the kind of energy that we have. So again, just a crack door. It's important to know that during this time, we have the capacity to do brainstorming and intuitive strategy and like thinking more clearly, but we don't necessarily have the energy. So while we want to create space for brain dumping and stuff like that, we also want to create space for rest. My Google calendar looks different based on the phase block that you will see at the top of each day. So it matches cyclically how I know I'm going to show up. And so part of this is energy. Yes. But a lot of it comes back to this brain and what's happening. Okay. Additionally, we can nourish ourselves properly based on each phase. So I often see women who, you know, they're trying paleo or they're trying keto or they're trying all these things. Now, some of these diets can be really great during certain phases, but they can actually really hinder you during others, right? There are certain phases for a woman where we need complex carbs, or we actually stall the process of hormone reproduction in our body, which causes us to have hormonal imbalances, i.e. a ton of symptoms that make us feel like crap, right? So we're different every week. Whereas men, they are on this, what we call a circadian rhythm, a 24 hour period where their hormones are the same every single day. They have the same surge of testosterone every single morning. They're the same. So the world was built on them being the same because men built a lot of the structures that we have. There's no like wrong or right or whatever. I'm not getting into that topic, but it's the concept of the typical nine to five, the early morning workouts, the specific morning routines for high achievers, like all these different things. They were not only built for men, but they were never tested on women. 
So intermittent fasting, I still have yet to find good research that was on women and not men. So when women go to practice this intermittent fasting, that's working so well in society, they mess up all their hormones Mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't feel it right away. It ends up being like a long-term bad effect on their body. So I told you before we started this recording that I get a little fired up with this because I think it's such a disservice not to know this. And I became so much more passionate about it, knowing that I have a daughter, knowing that God help me. I will not let her feel the way that I have felt in my life, feeling like I am wrong or broken or or something's off. So in that menstrual phase, we can brainstorm better. We can focus a little bit better, but we need to have more spaciousness in our schedule. We need to honor the energy dips and lows. We also need to honor the fact that our nutrition needs are higher in the sense that because we are in fact losing blood, Mm -hmm. we need to eat to replenish that high levels of iron and high levels of protein. But also we need to simplify the digestive process because our body internally is working really hard. So when we are having our period, our body is actually in action working. And so I like to stick to foods that are digestively simple and nourishing. So I'm talking warming smoothies and soups and stews and things where my body doesn't have to work really hard to digest the food but I'm keeping that protein high. So I'm doing things like bone broths and collagen in the coffee. I keep saying warming stuff because our, our body temperature is lower. And so again, to meet our body where it's at, we eat foods that are the opposite, right? So we have really low body temperature. We eat warming foods, which allows us to get into alignment internally. Mm. So again, I could go on and on and on oh and on gosh. about every phase. I'm already on page two of my notes. <laughs> We're only on phase one. Yep. Yes, totally. I get it. It's a lot. And I Uh I encourage women. I want to say before I continue, this is a one step at a time thing. This Mm -hmm. is a, just make a little change in each phase. And really mostly just the awareness I mentioned, there's so much we can do with this, but more than anything, it's a permission slip to love yourself, Mm -hmm. to not be angry when you realize, Oh, I, of course I don't have energy. My estrogen is really low. My progesterone is very low. My testosterone is all these things. Of course I don't, right. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. It's interesting to that comparison of when you are pregnant, because you're constantly saying like, oh, and I'm growing a human inside me. But hearing you say you need more of these things because your body is actually working when you're in this phase, your body is also doing other things too. And so that comparison is really interesting to me. Cause again, I'm like, Michael Scott is like, explain it to me. Like I'm a five-year-old. That's how I feel with this right now. But I am so excited to learn it because I'm just have never heard it before. So keep us going. So menstrual is one and then ovulation is number two. Nope. Follicular is number two. So we move from menstrual to follicular phase and our follicular phase, those hormones that were very low in menstrual start to rise. So does our energy starts to rise. Additionally, this really cool facet of our brain, basically commonly referred to as pattern recognition turns on, which allows us to take on new things. So if you ever started a new project, And you're in menstrual or maybe even in luteal and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like you're taking a course, you're reading a new book on a new concept, you're starting a podcast, let's say whatever you're doing. And it feels so daunting. There is a reason. And there's actually a time to start new things like this. There's a better time to learn new things. And that is one of the phases is our follicular phase. And so that's an amazing thing. The other thing is that our metabolism actually shifts during this time. So we need less calories. So for people who do like macro counting, for instance, they might be like, oh my gosh, I can't fit my macros. You shouldn't force it. Like you actually need less food. We also need more digestive support. So I personally crave things like kombucha and yogurts and things that have like high natural probiotics in it. So one thing I notice a lot of my clients is they realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually craving the foods that you're talking about in each phase at each phase. 
heck yes, you are. Your body knows what she needs. We've mm-hmm. just ignore it. So more digestively supportive foods, more cooling foods. So now your body temperature has risen and now you need more cooling foods. The pattern recognition is huge. More energy is huge. It's, it's a beautiful time. Follicular phase is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm actually at the end of follicular phase right now. Okay. So you've got lots of energy and are doing some cool stuff then. Yes. Yeah. And going on dates with my husband, things that I know are not a great idea in certain phases, I can turn on and activate in other phases. So I only do podcast interviews, guest coaching opportunities, live videos on my Instagram when I'm in follicular ovulation phase, because I know not only will I have the energy to show up, but I'll have the stamina to stick with it. I'll have the communication skills to speak more fluently. All these things, these facets are turned on with me. And the beautiful part of this is when I look at my calendar and see these things, I'm not feeling dread. And I know we've all felt that where you have oh, something yeah. on and you're like, why? Even if it's something fun, like happy hour with girlfriends, like, yes. why did I schedule this? This sounds horrible right now. Mm-hmm. But my schedule always reflects what I'm going to want to do, which is a game changer in and of itself. Yeah. It's like being able to work with your body on autopilot. We have enough things to think about. We have enough weight on our shoulders between being a mom and being an entrepreneur and then your house and your personal life and your marriage and all of those things. And so this is like helping you do it on autopilot and not make it harder. I'm all about what can we do to do it with more ease? And this sounds like it's going to help us do that. So after follicular, then what comes next? Ovulation. That middle section, those middle two weeks essentially are very high energy. So ovulation is even higher. Those hormones that have just started to rise and follicular actually peak out in ovulation. And again, my ovulation starts this weekend. This is why we're going on an overnight date tonight with my husband. Yes. I'm more in the mood. Yes. I'm more into being with him, honestly, and laughing with him. I'm into being in public places. I'm really communicative. So what happens in our brain during ovulation is that your communication skills, your verbal skills heighten. So Mm -hmm recording those videos, recording those podcasts, like doing live videos, all those things that are going to require you to communicate. You're going to do so much better here. Now that's not to say some people are like, I can't change my whole schedule to math. That's okay. That's not the point. It's understanding. If you do stutter a little bit or have a hard time coming up with your words and luteal, don't hammer down on yourself and develop all these false narratives about being broken or something wrong with you. Instead, no, Oh gosh, it's just where I'm at. And I give myself permission and grace, you know, to be in that space. So everybody loves ovulation. I always say this is actually when you're naturally your best self with with little to zero effort. (laughs) Although I, I will say I love every phase because I love the fact that I have different superpowers in any given week and I get to capitalize on those. And that's a beautiful thing. But yes, ovulation is easy in that sense. Additionally, this is actually one of the most important times to honor our nutrition. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much estrogen in our body, mm-hmm. if our body is not properly detoxifying and getting rid of the old estrogen, we end up with it like stacking up, which essentially is called estrogen dominance. And when that happens, women not only end up screwing with their hormonal ebbs and flows throughout their whole cycle, but mm-hmm. they end up with some pretty severe side effects, including bloat and acne and depression and suicidal ideation, anxiety, like some real serious stuff. Yeah. In fact, I was put on birth control at the age of 13 because of acne. And acne is just a sign that you have estrogen dominance. It's not a sign of anything else. And the actual solution to estrogen dominance is more digestive enzymes and digestive enzymes are naturally found on raw vegetables. So the answer for me at 13 wasn't birth control. It was more raw vegetables, which to me is like that mind blowing. My skin has never looked better in my whole life Uh because I eat based on my hormones. 
I like that is blowing my mind right now because I always had acne problems. And so we're eight months out from my daughter and I did better when I was pregnant and whatever you can tell me, whatever all my levels were and made me do better. And now I've started to break out again and I've not been eating great. I have two under two. So like, I've not been eating the best. So now I'm like, I definitely haven't been eating raw vegetables. I need to go eat the carrots and celery and stuff. And maybe like, that'll start to get me on the right path. I know there's a lot, I don't know, but that's blowing my mind right now. Right. One of the simple things I do during ovulation is I've got this Mason jar that I fill with raw vegetables and I bring it on my desk and I just put it here. So it's like a constant reminder. I'm basically carrying it around with me wherever I go so that I do remember, but that's one of the only changes that I make. So I always tell people, it's really easy to look at me and just assume, Oh, I do it all like hundred percent. I have three kids under the age of seven. I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. I do not do things perfectly. Not even a little bit. I also own a massive business. I run a team. Like there's no way, but I do these little things these little tiny adjustments. And I have seen massive differences. My biggest one for sure is my schedule, but yeah, ovulation. The one thing I do Mm -hmm. is focus on vegetables. And so additionally, if you can't have vegetables, so often I try to plan travel around ovulation because I know I'm going to be like feeling really good, very energetic. Mm -hmm. I will just bring digestive enzyme supplements Okay. still feeling good throughout because now, because I've been so aligned with my hormones, I really feel it. So if I am not good during ovulation, I will break out like crazy because my body is so used to me doing what she needs. So it's really incredibly powerful. I love ovulation, but it can be an incredibly, I think dangerous is too dramatic of a word, but Uh in the sense that it can impact every other part of your face. So Mm -hmm. if you don't properly nourish and and protect yourself during ovulation, it does spin out of control. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So that was phase three. So we've got one more then. Yeah. Phase four is our luteal phase. So our luteal phase is essentially what leads us back into our menstrual phase. So think of it like as a circle, right? So we've got menstrual follicular ovulation, luteal, menstrual follicular ovulation, luteal kind of goes like that. Right. And so now they're going to come back down as we circle back to our menstrual phase. Okay. So in that luteal phase, it's our longest phase. And as those hormones go down, one other hormone is going up and it's called progesterone because essentially women were made to create. And regardless of if we are trying to have a baby or not, our body is going to act as though we are right. So the progesterone is released in order to protect the sanctity of the baby, but eventually it realizes there is in fact no baby and the progesterone will come back down. But the thing with progesterone is that it's a natural sleep aid and it's a natural anti-anxiety. So Often what I see most is women who are really the go-getting high achieving type. And they've got that, you know, 5am, 4am alarm, they get all the stuff done in the morning. And then all of a sudden they can't wake up to that alarm anymore. And they're thinking, what is the matter with me? There's something wrong with me. Actually, progesterone is almost like taking a sleep aid. So it'd be like taking a sleep aid before bed and then expecting yourself to wake up, not groggy in the six and a half hours that you're used to or whatever it looks like for you. Right. And you just can't, you just simply cannot. Additionally, progesterone with the, the lowering of estrogen and the rising of progesterone, this is the time that we tend to have our PMS. It's the time when we tend to be the moodiest. It's the time when we tend to be a little bit more irritated, but it's also a good time because we have those skills in us to be in like the editing phase of business. So I utilize this time to edit posts, to do the behind the scenes work, right? I'm not in front of the scenes. I'm not being super social. I'm honoring the fact that energetically my energy is starting high and and going low. So this is the one phase where it's moving as it goes. (laughs) 
trying to get us back to menstrual. So Mm -hmm. I honor sort of whatever feels good. That intuitiveness really comes into play here. Some days I feel energetic during luteal and other days I do not. And it typically is in alignment, right? So it starts Mm -hmm. energetic, it moves lower, but additionally, the first thing I nix is waking up early. When mm-hmm. I'm in luteal, I do not wake up early. When I'm in luteal, I'm focusing back on that warming food. So menstrual and luteal are both warming okay. and follicular and ovulation are both cooling foods. Luteal is also a time when our metabolism is affected again and actually calls for more calories. So I know I'm in luteal when I feel starving and exhausted. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's what is we that, need to look for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And think about this. This is what it feels like the first trimester of pregnancy. Mm. This is what happens during the first trimester of pregnancy. So Uh hormonally what's happening in our body is our body tries to like figure out, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Mm -hmm. Because we go through the cycle of that first trimester Mm -hmm. and yet we don't give ourselves the grace. So you had mentioned it, but I always say, I treat myself as though I am pregnant during Mm -hmm. menstrual and even towards the end of luteal, because I really am in essence, my body is working really hard. And when I'm pregnant and I mentioned, I've been pregnant a lot. I have more Mm -hmm. grace for myself. I eat when I'm hungry. I sleep when I'm tired. I say no to things that don't sound good because Mm -hmm. of that nurturing internal biological rhythm of, I want to protect this baby. Why don't we give ourselves that same love during those phases as women? Right. Yeah. I just wrote down something that has been coming up a lot in different interviews or things that I've read is the power of permission. And that's what a lot of this is. So you totally give yourself that grace and permission when you're pregnant, maybe it's because we're moms and we feel like we can justify it, especially as overachiever, high achievers. But just like you said, why aren't we protecting ourselves in that same way? That blows my mind. Even the nesting. So during this phase, yeah. you will have that need to like organize and clean out and things rather than push away from that. I embrace mm-hmm. it. My schedule back to school, closet cleanouts and like spring cleaning. And I allow myself the space to do that. I think it's funny too, because in essence, I personally cannot rest if my house is a mess and yeah. luteal phase makes me a cleaner. I'm like a clean freak during luteal. I want everything organized. I want everything clean. <laughs> So that I can rest during menstrual. Obviously my body knew all along what I needed. So I honor that both in my business, but also in my home. And it's made the world of a difference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then we, you said that luteal is the longest phase. So is everything not exactly one week then? It's like a certain amount of days then? Yeah. Biologically, no. I actually teach it in the simplistic format of seven day increments because there is such a, a... a tiny little line. And mm-hmm. I live in simplicity over complexity every day, especially as a mom running all these different things. And so yeah. yes, actually our menstrual phase can be anywhere between five and seven days. Typically okay. I counted as seven. If I end up treating myself like menstrual for two extra days, let's say no harm, no foul. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Our, our follicular phase is typically between seven and 10 days. So again, okay. I just cut that off at seven, obviously yeah. the shortest with it being about three to four days, But then as we move into luteal, we don't instantly go from spiked hormones all the way down. It takes time. So I can seven and then luteal can be anywhere from 10 to 14, but I chop it at seven. And truthfully to me, it's more mindset as well. When I'm in luteal, I definitely turn everything down very Mm -hmm. much so. And so giving myself a couple extra days to get to that luteal point has been game changing. So I've been doing what I call the seven, 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 seven increment for two and a half years, three years. And it has just worked phenomenally. So yes, mm-hmm. there's a biological number and we will know that when you track, when you watch yourself, right. but for me, it's always been easier. So I'm always going to find the easiest, simplest ways to do everything. I love that. 
One thing that I'd love to hear from you, can you share with us a quick rundown of what your month looks like? So can you just say whatever the phase is and then an example of what you would do in your business so we can have a better idea of what you would do in those phases? Yeah. I have this really cool training that I teach called developing your cyclical workflow. And essentially what that is, you take any aspect of your business and you run it through the lens of your cyclical blueprint. This is one thing that you can get in in my signature course, the flow lab, but essentially what it does. So I'm going to give you an example of like content creation, for instance. So as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, I create a ton of content, but Mm -hmm. there are certain phases for certain aspects of content creation. So Mm -hmm. if I were to take content, I would break it down into different variations of it. There's like the brainstorming and looking for ideas. Mm -hmm. There's creation and writing or recording those things. And then there's the editing and Mm -hmm. reflecting on what worked, what didn't work, what that kind of thing, right? Break that down cyclically. We Mm -hmm. know that during menstrual, our brain has that 25% increase between our right and left brain hemisphere connectivity, Mm -hmm. meaning we can come up with good ideas. We can brainstorm. It's really good behind the scenes work. So it's a really great time to brainstorm your content, to come up with the ideas for the content. So this will be the time that I do the actual content mapping. I'm just, I'm not writing the content. Mm-hmm. I'm strictly coming up with the ideas and like brain dumping. Okay. Yeah. Look through your phase. This is a good time for that pattern recognition, the newness, the ability to take on something new. I love writing content during this time. I feel energetically creative during this time. I'm able to do that. Ovulation is a great time for recording content. So creating those reels, creating those, actually doing the live videos, recording videos Mm -hmm. for the course, podcast interviews, stuff like that is good for ovulation. Mm -hmm. And then video is a great time again for the behind the scenes editing. So I go in and I edit the actual copy. I'm looking at the stats of what posted well and which ones didn't. I'm researching, but I'm being very cautious during the luteal phase not to fall into comparison. So this is not the time when I'm looking at other people's Instagrams. So there's a conscious differential between those things. Yeah. So that, that would be content, for instance, through the phases. Okay. With like children and relationships through the phases. Menstrual phase, again, this is that time where you're a little bit lower energy. I would say menstrual and luteal is the time when I ask for help. I'm really courageous on asking for help and being really mindful of how much I have to give. Additionally, I always tell women, think of it like this. We've got this cup every morning we wake up with this cup and based on what phase you're in Mm -hmm. is how full that cup is. So during Mm -hmm. menstrual it's here. So in order Mm -hmm. to give, I have to fill, 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 meaning my day starts with Mm self-care. Okay. During follicular, I start about halfway point. So I've already got some to give, but I still need to be mindful. Luteal is about three quarters and ovulation is practically full. So I wake up full of energy, full of stamina, full of all the things that I need. I don't have to refill as much. So our jobs as women, as humans is to constantly make sure that we are coming from a place of authenticity and realness and feeling good, which in turn is that like very cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Yeah, so to yeah. think of it, we have to remember the phase that I'm in dictates the ability I have to pour out. Mm-hmm. I have to be mindful of what I pour in first. And so luteal and menstrual for me is if I want to give the very best of me to my kids and to my husband, I need to give to myself first. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. Okay. So make sure I drew this out and I'm sure on the show notes, I'll make a drawing of this or something. Cause that is gold. So the bottom of the cup where it would be the lowest filled is menstrual. And then next is luteal would be like a little bit more filled the menstrual. Okay. And then it would be follicular is like more than half. Mm -hmm. And then ovulation is your most filled. Yep. Okay. And so then the bottom stuff, you would want to start with self-care and then the top stuff, you can be giving away more, doing more. You've got more energy, all this stuff. Okay. 
Yeah. And so additionally, that means when you do have lower energy, you ask for more help. You ask your Mm -hmm. husband to take that morning routine with the kiddos or to do bedtime. You know, I'm personally very ritualistic in nature. And so I have things put into practice that protect my energy. Always every Thursday Mm -hmm. night is what I call mom's night. And I'm, I am not a mom on Thursdays, which means the time I get off work until bedtime, it's just for me. And my husband has Tuesdays. So we each have a night where it's just, you don't have to ask for anything. You don't have to say like, Hey, I go out to dinner. Can you, are you good at the kids? I'm just free in that sense. And it's time for baths for myself, (laughs) baths for me and the things that I really need. So I am mindful of that. Literally. It's almost the first thing I think of in the morning is like, where am I energetically at without Mm -hmm. effort and what can I do to feel better? I love that. Yeah. My husband and I do that too. I have Wednesday nights and he has Thursday nights. We call them our me time nights. And then we do lazy mornings. So I have lazy Saturdays and he has lazy Sundays where until lunchtime, you can go sleep in or do whatever you want and then meet back up with us at lunch. And then we'll have family afternoons. I love hearing when other people do that too. This has been awesome. So tell my listeners how they can continue on this journey. Where can they get more help? I know that we just cracked the door open. So what's their next step in this process? Absolutely. So I think step one will always be tracking yourself, really looking at and tracking, obviously when you're actually on your period, but I'm personally a pen to paper daily journaler. So when my clients go through some of my programs, I give them a a journal and journal prompts to literally track everything. How did I feel today? What felt good? What didn't feel good? Because the truth is there is this blueprint that is averaged out. Like it looks Mm -hmm. like this, but then there's this personal blueprint and you need to clarify what feels good and looks right for you in each phase. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be different than me. And so I really know what works for me and what does not work for me because I've taken the time to audit essentially. Mm -hmm. So the flow lab that I have, which could be step two for anybody who's just like, Oh my gosh, this information is mind blowing. And I will tell you, I have watched it change life after life, Mm -hmm. but the flow lab is my signature DIY Mm -hmm. step-by-step guide for learning to sync with your cycle. It is everything from how to know when your hormones are imbalanced to how to balance those hormones to every phase and the very specific breakdowns of every phase from food to workouts, to mindset, to emotions, to you you name it, just like an overview. But additionally, I teach you how to build your personalized cyclical blueprint and then how to apply that and implement that into your life and how things work for you. This is my entry door to working with me because you have to know this as a woman, you deserve to know this as a woman. And so essentially women can take this within a month, if not less, obviously the tracking is where you're going to continue some of that work as you learn more about yourself, but it's a very short yet thorough course that will lead you into more productivity and more motivation, but most importantly, having control and giving yourself permission to feel really good about yourself, how you show up, your energy, your rhythms, all those kind of things. So that would be my suggestion is step one, really start to track yourself. Step two, get the education that you need. I personally created this course because while I love a lot of these books and I will say, pick those books up, they are awesome. They are very much just educational and not how to do this, what to do with this, how to personalize this. And that's what I was hearing a lot of like, I love this, but it's so much information. So I simplified it in one place to just make it really easy, attainable, actionable for all the women who deserve it. Yeah. I love that. I just like you again, I'm a total researcher. So it sounds like those books are good when you are in the research phase, but you've already done the research for us. And then I'm always about taking action after we do the research. So you've just packaged it up all nicely for us <laughs> so that you already got the research done and we can actually take the action because we're all busy. So let's just save time. So people can find you on Instagram at Ash McDonald, and that's where they can find more about the flow lab and all the other amazingness you have. Correct. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love Instagram. But yes, the link in my bio will land you right to the flow lab. You can get that course at any time. Awesome. Yes. You got to go binge all our content because I'm sure everybody is like mind blown right now. <laughs> like <laughs> cannot believe all we're learning. Let's move into rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess they're not too bad. So, you know, my three pillars are strategy, support, and self-care. So that's going to be where we go with these rapid fire questions. First one is what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you just taught us with cycle (laughs) sticking? Tell us something else that you do that we would love to hear. Oh my gosh, you got me there because I'm like, that is exactly how I do this outside of cycle syncing, which I will tell you is fundamentally my life. I would say those really quiet moments. I am a manifesting generator. I am a I am just somebody who really, I'm an Enneagram three. I need quiet time to process and be intuitive. And I personally wholeheartedly believe that our strategy has to be personally aligned and is not a one size fits all. That's exactly what I am like. We are kindred spirits. I love when I get to meet other people who are like me because it's so fun when we can connect and understand each other. Awesome. All right. What is the number one essential support you have that you could not live without? This could be business. This could be life. This could be one of everything. Yeah. I always have a mentor. So I have never not had a mentor over the past few years. I personally believe if I ever meet a business owner that does not have somebody that is mentoring them at the time, that is the one mistake that they're making that they could ever make. I think support Trump strategy every single day. I think we need to have people we can voice things to. I think the power of processing is our greatest gift, but we need to have a space where we can process that. Somebody who's trusted a big part of why I do what I do is because I want it for other people, but I practice what I preach full heartedly. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Cool. Okay. Tell us what's your go-to self-care routine? Well, I have a different routine for every phase of my cycle. I am a big lover of CBD baths. I'm a big of long walks in the middle of giant trees. Population phase is all about friendship for me, being around people, being able to connect. Whereas luteal and menstrual is all back into myself and, and giving myself that space for intuitive reflection, quiet time. I love reading. I read probably three books a week-ish. Whoa, a week. Holy smokes. (laughs) I have a little problem. My husband dies. I mean, I have a Kindle, so I will usually, you know, I'll read a book and and download the next one the minute it's over. And it's typically two to three books a week. So I do one professional book per month. The rest are personal reads. So I love reading. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask, are you more of a fiction or nonfiction person? So that answers that question. I love both, but for sure, I love to get away into a story. All right. Last rapid fire question. Tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kid running through zoom call with underwear on their head. Can you share one funny story that you have when you were being both a mom and an entrepreneur? Well, can we just talk about the fact that 10 minutes ago, we had to stop the recording because my daughter was screaming so hard outside my office door <laughs> that I had to go out and love on her a little boat. That happens a lot. Yeah. They got to give those mom hugs. And like I had mentioned when it happened, that's the beauty of us both being mom entrepreneurs. We both get it and we're happy to support and understand each other. Well, Ash, thank you so much for coming on. I know that I have learned so much. I can't wait to go check out the flow lab for myself. Everyone else who is listening, make sure you go to Instagram at Ash McDonald to find the flow lab, to binge all of her content and learn more. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be here. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. 
Want more? Head to themompreneurguy.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.